Hi, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Florence Ion. This is Material Podcast, and this is episode number 188. And I am joined by the, I remembered what the word is now, thanks to the help of our <laughs> lovely listeners, inimitable. <laughs> I can't even say it. Inimitable. Im- imin- Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hello, Flo. I can't say it. That, that, that's, that's okay. We're going to have to, like, someone's going to really, really screw us at Gizmodo or something by having a really groundbreaking and important article called The, Inim- the Inimitable Fuchsia, <laughs> writing about the new operating system, because it's a word that you can't pronounce and a word that I can't pronounce. And I also, uh, anyway, I butchered that, but thank you to everyone who was helping me remember a word <laughs> that I've been trying to remember for like months. Well, okay. uh, to describe Andy. <laughs> it's a good word, Andy. It's I, just, no, I, anything, I can't pronounce it or remember it. Any, so. uh, hey, anything above the level of buckethead is is okay by me. I It was a real tough time in junior high there for a while. So I'm, oh, I'm, sheesh. I, I will point out, uh, though, like to sort of get things back on track, uh, I was looking at the episode number in the show guide. And mm-hmm. of course, we're dealing with a polar vortex. Maybe that's affecting my thinking. Well, but you are. It looks like, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> we collectively, we. I'm, <laughs> quite, I'm saying that all of I our, most of our listeners you here. Suffer. <laughs> all, all, all I want to say is that 188 looks like uh, like a, a, a two snow snow people, and one of them is like snowboarding. So he's holding his snowboard. Oh, his or her like snowboard. Carrying, yeah. carrying a, a scythe, like like death. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry I made that really dark. Um, Bringing it back to the polar vortex. Andy, I have to tell you that I still do not have a working pixel stand. Polar vortex. You see, everybody's affected. It's called the vortex. It sucks things in like customer returns. I'm on my second pixel stand, uh, second return unit. It doesn't. It stopped working after a couple days. I am slightly incensed because, again, I'm still out eighty dollars, and like I could use eighty dollars right now because I'm running out of like chapstick. So I could maybe you know use that money to buy some chapstick and mask, uh, but I can't do that right now, and I don't think I'm getting that eighty dollars back. Unfortunately, uh, it seems Google support has ghosted me. Um, I, I know, don't know, I know what, what I that did. means. I know that that's something you millennials are doing, and you're not liking it, but you keep doing it to each other. Oh, God. I, I read about it in Newsweek. Not, not, not the website, but the actual print edition, which I still right. get. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I have to call them back again this week, which I'm starting to get like, I really want my $80 to be put to use here. I yeah. really want it to work. And I am going to get down to the bottom of what what is going on here. I am a little concerned that it's my Pixel 3. And so I really would like to have that third unit sent. But unfortunately, like I said, so what happened is that Google support tried to call me and they called me last week uh, while I was doing all about Android. And I can't answer all about Android when I because I am on air like, and I can't leave the room. It's not it's not like when it's, you know, like Andy would understand. I and, and I had told Andy to expect that they would call me because that's when they told me they would call me while we were doing the podcast on Wednesday while we were recording it. And instead they called me the same day, which I wasn't expecting. And so now I they just I haven't heard from them. I sent him an email, nothing. I tried to call back, the number doesn't work. 
So I just I just want to rant a little bit about this because I'm just <laughs> well I'm verklebbed <laughs> because you're this close to raising the red banner of revolution against Google sure. and all of its regime. That 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 ain't right. It's once once they've once they've I'd broken like to something. Speak to the manager. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I feel like, though, when I talk about this. I'm like, I would like to speak to the manager, and I don't like to be that person. I, I really don't. Uh, but I, I really would like to make this pixel stand is. Now I am writing about this, so this will this will be up somewhere, eventually, uh, because I am I'm documenting all this and everything that's going on. I'm like saving all the logs from the chats, and I'm like, this is what's happening to me. And it's not that it's an injustice or anything like that. It's just that I really. Yeah. And also, like, one thing my parents taught me is you're a consumer, you are the customer, and you are always right. Darn it. And so this customer wants her money to be made worth it. <laughs> so I will continue this saga and I will continue to let you all know how it goes. And eventually, one of these days, I will have a nice, cool, matte white charger that actually charges my phone. <laughs> or maybe I'll get a new Pixel 3. <laughs> Who knows? Or, or you know, there's rumors that that uh, that uh, mythical uh, iPhone uh, earbuds charging stand is is actually shipping. Maybe you know you could just throw a little. Hey, you know what? Maybe Apple wants to give me a working thing for my money. Yeah, right. Give that a try. Well, you 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 got me you've got me a little bit worried because I'm kind of edging towards the conclusion that I need to buy a set of Pixel buds. Uh, for my uh, for my Pixel phone, uh, because um, uh, this is this is the time of year where I do a lot of Amazon shopping, because this is the time of the year when finally after sixty days, all of like the referral link money that I earned from Amazon on Black Friday, like they have to wait sixty days to make sure people don't return stuff. So now, like this is the one time a year, or actually over two months, where I have like a you know automated email. Hi, Amazon has sent you a gift card. You click it like, "Gay, we're having gravy and apple pie for dinner and lunch." And yeah, I become Walter Matthau when I get Amazon credits. Uh, <laughs> but it basically, but basically, it means that this is like all uh, all kinds of things I've been saving up purchases for. I've been waiting for. Is it possible? To, do you think it's possible to get it on Amazon? Yeah. Okay, then we'll wait a month, month and a half, and we'll buy. One of the things that I need, apparently, I think are like basic cheap but not cheap ass headphones uh f- to keep keep in my pocket when I don't have a working bluetooth thing in my pocket because I only have one decent pair of like pocketable bluetooth uh, earbuds in my apple earpods and I don't want to buy a second and third so I have one in every bag so I thought I was hoping I could just buy f- like four copies of uh, an Amazon Basics pair of magnetic earbuds that I got a long time ago, but really mm-hmm. liked. But apparently now they don't make them anymore because they decided to go with something that looks a lot cheaper and is a lot cheaper. But my see, my price level is I don't want the eight dollar earbuds. I also don't want the fifty dollar earbuds. Ideally, I want the twenty dollar earbuds, the ones where they said. We've got we've got twelve dollars worth of effort, additional effort to make sure they fit comfortably inside the ear. They're not a pain in the butt to deal with, and that they sound not as bad as twelve dollars less investment would. And I've not and I couldn't find them, so I spent 
so much time like looking for an alternative that I thought would work, including going to going to wire cutter. Right. And now I'm not I cannot be sure of any of the candidates that I've seen because they're all pretty much the same. And now it's like if I buy the Pixel Buds, they're not that much more expensive than twenty dollars. And Google knows that people will say say mean things about them. Uh, about the company if they totally stink and i know that they don't totally stink maybe instead of four pairs of the 20 dollar headphones i'll buy two pairs of the pixel buds uh, and i've never owned pixel buds i feel a little bit weird about having i don't want to give off that I, I like the vibe i was giving off as somebody who is where it has an android pixel phone but is using like apple earbuds wired earbuds mm -hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't. The, the, the volume controls don't work, so I have to go with something else. I don't know if I'm giving off the vibe that I want to give off. Say, oh, you know, uh, I just realized that the interconnects that are designed uh, between the the Google earbuds and the Google phone. You see, the interconnects uh, of the copper wiring not only uh, has has a lesser latency than Bluetooth, but it's a warmer. There's more dimension around the things, and when the earphones are designed around the capabilities of the phone you know the analog to digital converter can handle the bit like again what <laughs> the ear my, my relationship with wired earphones is that i have a crummy but usable pair in every single bag that i have mm -hmm. so that and and also a couple extra so that when i get inside the house and pull off my earbuds and just dump it on the kitchen counter there's a good chance there's enough overflow that maybe i took it out of a bag that had two in them and there's still one left so you're making a in addition to not wanting to look like a google fanboy i'm also now worried that i'll have to have a very very big and protracted argument with google about this whether or not my giving them 30 or 40 dollars was in fact a promise for them to deliver me a working product. Andy, I was just looking at the Google store and these buds still cost a lot of money. Aren't are they that much? Uh I'm I'm talking about like the wired ones that they Oh, the $30 ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. I was just like, Andy, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Also, the, also, the Pixel the, Buds are still $160 a piece. Yeah, and aren't they still kind of crappy? <laughs> you never, I remember that I, uh, I don't know how much of it was disappointment from people that they weren't as magical as the demo made them appear and how much were it because they just didn't really work. But yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the, the Google Pixel USB-C mm -hmm. earbuds. So I did not like them. I gave them to my husband and he uses them somewhat begrudgingly hmm. because they are the only USB-C pair of headphones I've equipped him with. Um, I mean, he, he, you know, benefits from the fruits of my labor. So he's got a OnePlus 6T in his hand right now. <laughs> and that doesn't have a headphone jack. So he's had to get used to this life. And I gave him this set of headphones. It's like, here, we'll keep these with you. And every time they're the only ones he has on him, he goes, ah, well, at least I have something, right? So I just want to give you that bit of feedback, not to publicly shame the Google Pixel USB-C earbuds, the $30 pair, but because they are kind of tricky. They don't stay in everybody's ear because they require that you like adjust. It's not like the Apple 
Yeah. The, the Apple earbuds that are just like, just put it in your ear. This they, got is this, like you, they got this loop that's supposed to go mm-hmm. inside a whirl of your Inside of your that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was trying to think about what that part of the body is called. And um, and so that makes them kind of me. The, your the, ear bones, yes. The ones I love, but they're like $90 a pair separately, is the earbuds, the AKG ones that come with the Samsung phones. Oh my gosh, Andy, they're so good. And when you plug them in with the USB-C dongle, all the buttons work with the Google Assistant and the volume controls and stuff. Uh, it's just that you have to have the little dongle all the time. And But I kind of like, I have, my house is littered with Bluetooth dongles and USB-C dongles now because I'm just, you know, moving us toward life. So in my purse, I have a dongle. In my <laughs> laptop case, I have a dongle. In my car, I have a dongle for when the Bluetooth goes out because this is the... <laughs> This is me not wanting to upgrade my tech. I just keep adding stuff to make stuff work. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also a uh, a pair of AI 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 uh, earphones that are the same price, thirty bucks, and those are the ones that just like go in your ear. And again, I'm looking at the Google Store, even though I know you're talking Amazon because you have Amazon monies, free money. But yeah. I'm looking at Google because I'm just thinking about what works with the assistant. Yeah. Cause that's, know, that's what I, I like to be able to be like, what time is it when I'm walking and I can't like, yeah. like I'm rushing and I can't check my phone or read, read me my notifications. Yeah. Please. Or like skip this song, <laughs> not in the mood, skip this song. <laughs> and, and then people look at you like, are you talking to yourself? Like, <laughs> yes, I am. Well, it's, a, it's especially dangerous when it mishears your request for a song and you you hear it say, "All right, playing the Bee Gees, disco, but even worse." Side release in oh, night. 19- I like the Bee Gees. <laughs> hey, Gilmore, stop! Stop playing! Stop playing! Terminate. Pause. 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 No, that has happened where it's played like call like Carly Rae Jepsen, and I'm like, I mean, no shade. She there. She is an artist, but not you know. I don't want to hear "Call Me Maybe" for the seven thousandth time. <laughs> you know. Um, that's not what I said. I said, call my friend May, please. Hmm. Okay. So now I'm looking, I'm looking at the page on the Google store for the III, AI, 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 pipe 2.0. Does, okay. The fact that it says high quality USB-C earphones designed in Scandinavia, which makes me, which makes me feel a little better about the name because it kind of sounds like a cultural hate crime. I don't know if the Scandinavians know that. Oh no! Aye, I think aye. it's supposed to, aye, it's supposed Kariba. to mean artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence. Yeah. I say, uh, or, if you see, say it three times in the mirror. So, so I'm either <laughs> like like a ni- 1970s like semi-racist, or I fall for oh, any piece boy. of new technology as long as it has the word AI or <laughs> in it. I have been watching 70s game shows, by the way. And then I also watched Saturday Night Fever for the first time last weekend, which, by the way, is a really sad movie. Uh, and yeah, pe- I, people people don't know that. That's, it's that's, actually a really sad movie. Yeah. The soundtrack is great, but it's yeah, exactly. Terrible. Anyway, uh, but I the game shows in particular, it's very like. Anyway, not that we're talking about that, but um, I have been I have been stu- I have been studying pop culture. 
for a re- I, I call it a research project. When I say <laughs> research project, by the way, it's just code word for wasting my time. <laughs> but because I am a freelancer and I devoted my life to my craft, I say that everything that I'm doing that isn't procrastinating is research. Anyway, just being honest with myself and everyone here today. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we should. I'm sure we should. We got a lot of stuff to. Yes, get we to, do. But, we do. But Sorry. I, 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 I cannot let this end without. Again, I'm I'm older older than you. I'm not necessarily wiser than you, but I'm older than you. So I've 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 tried probably more excuses over these more years than you have. The thing that I always go is my go to is that this is part of my process. Exactly. Because people, yes. people who don't write for a living, and like who the, the people who like, if you gave them like, this is a true story. In yes. my in high school, I had a Western Civ class that was wonderful, uh, and all the major exams, the <laughs> he would prepare two separate exams. You could take which whichever of the two you wanted. One was here is a sheet of paper with five essay questions. Answer any three of them. Another one was like a five hundred element like multiple choice test. And I was the only one who would ever take the essay test because the idea of writing what would amount to be 5, 10, 15 paragraphs just on demand was so intimidating. Whereas to me, it was the easiest thing in the world. And I was always out the door in like 38 minutes of a 90 minute thing. So when you have these people who like wow he how how, he, 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 how many books have you written oh I, I lost I stopped at 10 11 maybe I think like how many words do you write last year uh well I can I, I can I have this doc about 200 and something oh my god you're I don't understand how that works so you can say when you've got a game controller in your hand this is part of my process <laughs> as, as far as you know this is how things get written <laughs> Yes, well, part of my process is delving into uh, old American culture. Sorry, that's just what I've decided to take on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we should probably delve into some Google culture. We should get just, to, just a segue should, there. <laughs> we should we should make some money and then get on yes. this this Google thing. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode serve their customers with the help of 10 data centers across the globe. And they're about to add more. Mumbai, India, and Canada will all have data centers before 2020. Linode features native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors, meaning you are able to serve your customers even faster than before. And so you don't have to stress about overspending, Linode have designed their pricing tiers to feature hourly billing, with the added bonus of a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services, such as backups and node balancers. Hey, and right now, Linode are hiring! So if you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com slash careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. 
Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I encountered a disturbing trend as I was traveling globally over the holiday season. <laughs> I went to a couple airports um, in, in economy class, in coach. Uh, I sat nearly toward the back of the plane. Anyway, so I... this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if this is because I'm like getting older and everybody around me is having children. And so I've just become like extremely judgmental (laughs) everything around me. But I've noticed that there are a lot of children on YouTube and I like just sitting, I'll be in a restaurant, like just eating my fries. And I look over and there is a child whose face is engrossed in a smartphone, head earbuds in their ear. Everybody around the table is interacting with each other, except for this little glow of light against this little, this little face that is just like super entranced by whatever is going on on screen. And I look over and I see it is the YouTube app which I can recognize from 10,000 miles away, okay? It's had the same layout for so long. And so I, when I was in Romania, I was, you know, I have a lot of baby cousins. And um, we were talking about how, well, they're not all babies. They're, you know, some of them are eight, nine, 10. To me, they're to me, they're babies. To me, they're precious. But they, their parents and I were talking about like, you know, she she is on YouTube like all day and I have no idea like what she's watching. And so I'm like telling them you got to be careful because you don't know what that algorithm is going to like bring up because this is what's been going on. Like in America, this is what we were talking about with regards to YouTube. So I was I guess I was in a way like pleased to hear that Google was going to be it was finally like addressing these concerns. But I just Let's talk about the facts first, actually, before we get into the opining. So Google this week recognized that a lot of videos that uh, that don't exactly violate the YouTube community guidelines are still not something that they want appearing in feeds when they're showing up in recommendation. So YouTube describes these as borderline content and content that could misinform users in harmful ways, such as video promoting a phony miracle cure for a serious illness, claiming the earth is flat, or making blatantly false claims about historic events like 9-11. I just want everybody out there to imagine like a children's cartoon (laughs) depicting this sort of thing and like... 9 11 was an inside job. Anyway, um, so the blog wants to make clear uh, the blog that was posted this, this week at the Google blog wanted to make clear that these videos just won't be banned. They just, they just won't appear in your recommended videos. So that means that, like, if your algorithm is not peering into these, you know, which by the way, if you're looking up these things just for fun, you should always do it in incognito mode. That's what I do. Cause <laughs> yes. I don't want my algorithm to pick up on any of this stuff. This is, um, this is why I have Tor browser in yeah. another window. I don't even bother with incognito. <laughs> yeah. Firefox focus is also is a really good app by the way, for those on their phones. But, uh, yeah, so these things will be more hidden 
from people, which I guess will help in the instance that, you know, you've got your kid on your YouTube account or, hey, you're just trying to watch some like makeup videos. Uh, This change will affect a few videos at first as the YouTube AI gets trained up on what quote unquote wackadoodle videos are. And I should, I should I should take the hit and say that I use the word wackadoodle. Yes. That is an Andy word. <laughs> because so any any legal complications or offense taken at the use of wackadoodle should be should be directed at me and not at Flo. Yeah. I, I just felt that one word and instead of well, you know what? Whack that's four syllables. That's way shorter than the fire. Well you put it in the doc like four times and I felt bad I felt like I had to say it. I wanted to give it's a you a word. It is a fun word. Wackadoodle is, but, but I also feel like, anyway, <laughs> I feel like it's not harsh enough. You know what I mean, Andy? <laughs> yeah. Like, I like I it mean... as a word, but, but I feel like it's just not harsh enough over like what the impact is of such an algorithm delivering quote unquote wackadoodle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the dumbass. Can you say Perfect. dumbass? Perfect. <laughs> uh, Clown bottomed. <laughs> so, yes, it's time. We do have to train this AI to do this work, which is always kind of like the caveat of having machines do this sort of work for us is that like it's it's I mean, honestly, it's like training a team of employees at this point. I mean, really. <laughs> uh, but Google says that this is part of last year's change to optimize the algorithms so that they maximize the variable user satisfaction instead of the variable number of views, which uh, is kind of the same shift they're trying to apply to clickbaity titles, which it just sounds like editorializing that should have been happening at YouTube in the first place. Like, YouTube may be... Now, now here comes my opining. YouTube may be a place for all of us to tune into each other's content, but I still feel that, um, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to the libertarian view of the internet. I do, I do feel like uh, we should have some editing where necessary, <laughs> and that on a video site with headlines and descriptions and content, there should be some editing there. Yeah, it's it's always first of all it reminds me of how good the recommendation algorithms usually are. Yeah. Because there's there was a time where I became aware of that Paul somebody the person who said, "Hey, here's something funny. Let's go to a forest in Japan where people are committing suicide, and if we find a body, we'll go. Whoa, dude, that's totally yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? I think it was. Aaron Paul, I forget. Well, but any, and whatever uh, you know, he's doing you know awful the guy, things, and you know kids the guy watch him, him, and kids watch him. By yes, the way, exactly. so as I <laughs> as I said, wow, this guy seems like a colossal dumbass, and I was curious enough that when uh, like Casey Neistat interviewed mm-hmm. him to have a com- and I I I uh, I I feel as though he the Casey Neistat is uh, non sensationalistic enough. To be and also old enough to be puzzled by Paul, whoever he is, and would ask him direct questions. And the thing thing is, not once has YouTube ever recommended a Paul whatever video to me. It correctly sussed out that yeah, that I don't. Maybe I'm not smart enough as an AI to know exactly why he wanted to watch this video. I but I am absolutely not getting any sort of vibe where he's interested. 
in that kind of dumbassery. I can give you a list of all the dumbasses he's interested in, but but it's not fair to me because I do. I like to watch people do their makeup. It's how I learn to do my makeup, and I do my own makeup because I can't. I don't have a team of people. Yeah, doing doing my eyeshadow when I'm on camera, okay? Or when I go to church, <laughs> which is when I like to put on makeup. Uh, so I like to watch other people do it. And plus sometimes it's a really, it's a way to like calm down from the, it's just like watch, you know, that's why people got into YouTube in the first place. And so it's unfair that I have to be exposed to that ridiculousness because of some algorithm that says, well, she's into watching people like talk about themselves. So clearly she would be into like this kind of, dumbass content um <laughs> it it just shouldn't exist is is my thinking because i would like for it to be safe for me to go into a realm where I, where i can go watch people geek out about stuff and like put myself in that space without having to be open anyway yeah. i mean i, I think it's, we're both I mean, saying the same thing but <laughs> it, it's it's tough i mean i i think that part of google and youtube's challenge is to algorithmically enforce the Whatever you want to do in the privacy of your own home that doesn't hurt other people is none of my business. I have the uh, even if you're doing it in front of windows, uh, window curtains open wide, I have the option of not looking yeah. up at your windows. And so, uh, so long yeah. as, and that's that's the way they have to do it algorithmically to say that it's okay that Paul, whoever he is, is making these videos. I don't care. Because I have no children, I need to protect from this person's uh, worldview. So, so long as I don't, so long as it's not saying, "Wow, that this this Paul somebody's video has got eight million views." I bet it's so popular that everybody will want to see it. That that was the way that it worked years ago, and they correctly, like last year, started saying, "We're going to make sure that we don't just because something is popular doesn't mean that Andy is going to like it." But it's 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 kind of interesting always to see to try to figure out how this black box works because I started watching I started uh, uh, <clears throat> I have to <clears throat> be really clear here that apparently there is this uh, uh, British uh, show uh, that airs daily but immediately falls into the public domain because somebody is posting every episode uh, as it shortly after it airs that's the, that's the only thing that I can think of the reason why that they are not being pulled off of YouTube I take it on faith that if it's on YouTube it's public domain and I'm not I'm not promoting malfeasance by 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 actually watching it. Hey, but, we're not promoting Daily Motion here, so it's fine. Exactly, <laughs> and and I I think we've done our jobs by simply saying nasty things about Paul, whoever he is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, <laughs> I'm as in his human guise, I sure he's a wonderful person i'm sure there are people who love him i'm just saying that in the version that he chooses to chooses to present to himself uh, to the world is the thing that i don't like anyway but so it's it it's a i won't get into the whole it's a uh, antiques road trip and basically uh, auctioneers go to like knickknack shops in mm -hmm. england buy things i think will, will do well at auction and then at the end there they act, there's an actual auction it's not like a stage thing they just put it in a general sale auction and see and it's all for charity whoever they're they're given 200 dollars 200 pounds at the start of the show uh and it goes on for a few weeks anyway and so it started to pick up that okay andy's interested in auctions but i don't know why and i know that it starts <laughs> carefully throwing things at me like uh, the auction for a 
Rolex watch owned by Paul Newman that sold for $15 million, a wrist watch, a used wrist watch. Mind you, okay, you worn by the coolest man who ever lived, but still $15 million. I did watch that. I don't watch when they throw up these, hey, I just bought this uh, this abandoned storage locker at auction. Let's see what's inside. Because those those sorts of things always make me really, really sad. Because I imagine, like, you know, they finally, you know, closed down grandma's house and because she finally, after a long illness, died. And, I mean, she, I, ju- I mm-hmm. just wish we knew what happened to her doll collection because... You know, it started off with the one doll that she was allowed to bring over to the to from the old country, and she would always tell she would hand make dolls for everybody. We just don't and oh oh but bunch of crappy old dolls. Well, I bet I could just like put them in a box and sell them on eBay for a buck. I'm like that was probably ne-. or maybe she fell on hard financial times and it was killing her that you know she couldn't pay the whatever it is she owed on the storage unit and like. See, I, I I write too much of the backstory, and that's why these things make me sad, and I don't watch them. And it's fascinating to me that it's still I don't know if I'm a ma- I really should be ch- like writing a logbook of what what things are showing up in re- recommendations. What do I click on? What do I not click on to see if I can detect it learning that okay he clicked on that did not click on that Ooh, he not only clicked on that he added that to watch his watch later list so which uh, what i would love to see and i know that this would be so complicated user interface wise that they would never do it and there'd be good reasons not to do it but if there were just like a little like in addition to a thumbs down button there was like a there'd be like a thumbs down with like a ellipsis a dot 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 after it so if you want to say if you want to give an information about say here's what i didn't like about it i do like auctions i do like shows about like old things that are being sort of recovered and polished up i don't like you know profiting off of human misery if we could minimize the profiting off of human misery thing i enjoy I don't real I I don't enjoy the car I watch a lot of car videos but not because I'm a big car aficionado I just like to watch engineers doing engineering and or people building things who have a really <laughs> great skill and they're applying that skill and like you say with the makeup videos it's just fun to watch something take this pile of junk and just watch the, over their shoulder as they take something apart and put it back together again and make something beautiful out of it. Okay, it's. I just realized that that could have be peeled apart and thought to say that I'm saying that these ladies applying makeup are a pile of junk and it's being turned into something beautiful. That is absolutely not what I'm saying, but I recognize that that confusion could occur, which is why you should definitely not it's complain art, to me or try to have this show pulled it's off art. or get me fired. Because I'm telling you right now that that's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm talking about when you have like an old Russian car and anyway. Okay. But the problem here too, is that I do watch the makeup videos, but I also watch the, the, you know, the military buffs, like, uh, unpack, what is it? MR, uh, me- the meal. Yes, the yes, 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 yes. I love to watch. I love to watch weird stuff Dude, like that. That's 130 year old beef. Yeah. And it was, I mean, and it was I a love- grade of beef fit for soldiers that I, they were sending love- out to be killed. Why are you eating it? I love to, my favorite thing is when they have like the little cigarettes and like the little like (laughs) entertainment that they pack in there. It's just so, I love little things, right? But to the algorithm, that's like, she loves war. You know, like like military, like guns, like masculinity. And I'm like, no, just like little stuff. And I think 
I think it's just funny because we're both talking about like the the thing that the AI isn't getting is the nuance. Yeah. Is like you can only you and and maybe this is the maybe this is the maybe this is the fault of the the people programming it is that they're not thinking about the nuances of like the people who would exist in this Venn diagram of like I'm interested in this like in this thing that society says is one thing, but like, I'm also interested in this. And so also algorithm don't let me into this category or maybe (laughs) really what it is I'm saying is that algorithms are biased and the people who are coding these things (laughs) think that you you can't like one if you don't like the other, but, but that's, that's to say that like, it is really important. These algorithms are really important. And if you're going to leave it up to an algorithm, to curate content for you, it needs to be as nuanced as an editorial team. That's how I feel. Because that's how that nuance comes when you have all these different brains together. I, I just had an idea for another wonderful potential revenue stream for Google. Yes, yes. Like if they ever like have Google stores or some sort of like maybe just like a pop-up stores or like maybe like when those luxury like RVs that they like, vans they can like take to, to places and park them like a blood drive sort of blood mobile. Mm-hmm. But imagine like for $20, I can go in and just just like having a suit tailored where they'll take measurements and they'll ask ah. you like how do you, do you like like more fit around the the shoulders mm-hmm. i would just love to say for $20 you will get a half hour time with an engineer now obviously not someone high on the totem pole these are considering that they're basically driving the wiener mobile from like mall to county fair or to mall but to basically say okay here, here are recommendations like now i keep seeing this video recommended and i never and I, I want i'm this is worth $20 just to tell you that Anytime I see like where the 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 the, the posters frame for the thing is some dude like his face really well into the camera making some sort of extreme face, I don't watch it. I don't want to watch someone go, ooh. <laughs> And here's and here's a dude like not only making the and he does that face perfectly by the way yeah exactly just FYI plus Andy this has guy, the perfect YouTube yeah. face ooh. <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> feel free to screenshot it. Like, uh, I'm gonna no, see. I'm on a no, Windows let, let, PC. I can't. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. On I will because because you like that so much. I will stage after the after we record. Uh, okay. A, a, a screenshot. Because I have to turn that. on the app. And, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. You can't just print screen anymore. <laughs> Andy, it doesn't work that way in 2019. Excuse me. Uh, command Shift Three to take the whole screen. Uh, command Shift Four for selection of screen. I do miss that screen. about OS Option 10. Command Shift Four to select a specific or window OS. or user interface item. But 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 like, and I I I have to. I'm sorry. I have to wind down this this bolus of not hate but like irritation. Not only is he making like that ooh. Ex- ooh expression but apparently it's about donuts of some kind and so he's balancing two donuts on top of his head and he's got another donut between his teeth and i if you're listening to this if you're listening to this donut ooh guy or if you're a fan of him i'm not maligning you personally or your lifestyle or your channel if it's successful you have found your audience and i'm glad that people have found something that they enjoy i'm just saying that I don't have enough time to click on every single recommendation, so I am making a snap judgment. But I have found that this snap judgment, for my taste, tends to line up very, very accurately with what actually I will like or not like. So that's all I'm saying. 
Any any more thoughts? Any more thoughts, Andy? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just glad that uh, that Google is trying to make make yeah. uh, these recommendations better. And of course, it's going to take a while for all this to really click in. The the, the blog post says that they're going to start this with a few videos as they're training up the AI, and that a lot of this is going to require like human evaluators essentially saying this is wackadoodle, this is not wackadoodle, this is weird but not wackadoodle. This is wacky, but not wackadoodle. And now let me explain what the difference is between wacky and wackadoodle. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking. F- this is another case of we can editorialize. I actually, you and I can editorialize and get paid about the the danger of these mysterious algorithms processed by huge corporations that are gobbling up our data. But the nice side effect is that. If there is like a series of videos about people, a man in Chicago doing fine art restoration step by step, it will say, maybe you will like this. And I can say to Google, you know what? You're right. I I do like this a whole lot. Keep them coming. Frustrating. (sighs) All right. So moving on. Uh, this week, we would like to bring a article of note to your attention. Um, now, Gizmodo this week. So, Cashmere Hill is doing a series called Goodbye Big Five. So, uh, they're uh, cutting out Amazon, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Apple. So, the first two weeks, uh, they tried Amazon. It was impossible. Because Yeah, because I, I was surprised by this until, like, I thought, oh, that's right, because so many online apps and services use Amazon Web Services so the 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 the, moti- the 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 thing about this series is that for an entire week or two weeks or whatever, there she can't. None of her devices can use this service in any way, shape, or form. That includes like a service that uses Amazon Web Services, for instance, for its backend. She's using a different. She's omitting a different one every single week just to, ex- to illustrate how powerful and pervasive each of these companies are. Uh, and uh, you're, you're the one who brought this link to my attention, and I had not cl- I'd seen the Amazon one linked to earlier, but I had not clicked on it. And then I read like the Google one, and like, oh my god, it's such a great, <laughs> this is such a great experiment. Right. So okay. So Cashmere is a heavy user of Gmail, Docs, Calendar. I mean, I can attest that to myself. I I am using. I mean, I. There's a reason why it's easy for me to get my work done on a Chromebook because literally everything <laughs> I use is in the Google ecosystem, so it's already there. Uh, she had an engineer create a VPN for her that blocked all. I'm going to read this. Eight million six hundred ninety nine thousand six hundred forty eight IP addresses used by Google. Over eight million. <laughs> she switched to non Google apps and services, uh, including Apple Maps and MapQuest. Uh, which, by the way, those of us as Google users would not have Apple Maps to use. DuckDuckGo, Firefox, uh, Apple Calendar. I don't know what I would use besides Apple Calendar. Proton Mail, or excuse me, yeah, I don't know what I would use because I don't use iOS. Proton Mail and RiseUp.net for email. So in the write-up, which again, I will put in the show notes because we encourage you if you don't have time to read it this week, it's definitely a good like Saturday morning. It's also reading. Yeah, it's really, really good to uh, read over your coffee. Uh, She missed a meeting because the Lyft and Uber apps relied on Google Maps, so she had to take the bus. (laughs) So she couldn't couldn't take either of those services. MapQuest for car navigation kept blindly sending her into huge traffic jams, unlike Google Maps, which can see the movement of 
damn near every car everywhere uh, and now tell you the speed limit where you're at and also like where the speed traps are and yeah everything um she couldn't use spotify because it uses google cloud for library storage which i actually didn't know so it just makes so by the way as you read this you start to delve and delve more into like oh wow wow i had no idea and and this is where it, it all you know comes into the picture uh so her smart home devices were pinging google every hour to see if the device was connected to the internet if it couldn't see google the only rational answer was that there was no internet so just kind of honing in on that idea that Google does run the internet. I mean, it's, it's not as though these devices were like syncing to a Google account or collecting information to sell to Google. It was like, okay, first of all, let's see if we're connected to the internet. Uh, well, what's the one site that would absolutely be up if we Google. can see com. the internet? But oh, I can't see Google. My yeah. goodness, I must not be on the internet. Right. Thank God um, I checked. <laughs> she also had ungodly slow page load times. And I remember that engineer had gone in and like blocked all. Nearly nine million Google links and services. It wasn't. It wasn't like giving up chocolate for Lent no. or something. It was like her her computer. She she would only find out that a certain app or website or service used something that mm-hmm. was Google when she would try to use it, and either the the website would not load or the app would not start or something because again, physically blocked all IP addresses that Google controls. So many of the websites that she was visiting were uh, taking forever to load because they were basically pinging Google, right, to make sure they were online. And so they would get confused when they wouldn't, when they couldn't talk to the Google servers. On Airbnb, the photos wouldn't even load. The New York Times articles wouldn't appear until the site had tried and failed to load Google Analytics, uh, which is, that's a whole nother story about (laughs) journalism and that. Uh, Google Pay couldn't access that. Google News couldn't access that. Google Ads, which again, so much of the internet relies on for that that penny per penny revenue. Uh, And a double click tracker, which again, because revenue on the internet is made through ads and Google's primary business is ads, it makes sense that like these are things that would not work. Uh, also, no Google fonts, which by the way, meant that she couldn't visit my site, florenceiron.com, because <laughs> I'm a Google <laughs> font user, which ultimately made the pages that use them load more slowly. I don't even know what my website looks like without yeah. Google fonts. She couldn't use Gizmodo CMS. Because she uses Google for her sign-in. Um, what she, what she have you have to do? She had to like like a sports reporter in the forties, like hand write it out on and have a <laughs> cigarette going while she phones it in. Flash, lefts and rights pummeled over Jeff Dexy as he made an amazing pitch to the Angels, only to wind up in the depths of hell. Sent there by the awesome. Okay, I'll talk slower and without the accent. Sent there by the. Sl- there are no fewer than three episodes, by the way, of Nine or Two and No, where Brandon Walsh is uh, dictating his story over the phone back to LA headquarters. Anyway, <laughs> I love that show. I, I, I guess uh, he forgot his acoustic <laughs> coupler. That happened to me a couple of times. He couldn't afford the internet. Living in LA. He's, you know, he should have uh, sent a fax. That's what I would have uh, done. I, I would have said that did fax. happen later, later in the series. Uh, so Cashmere, back to the Gizmodo piece. <laughs> Ga- Cashmere couldn't use Dropbox because it uses links to Google's privacy policy to test 
privacy policies to test if someone is a real person or a bot so Dropbox didn't think she was a real person. She couldn't use Street View of street-level buildings in South Africa for a story she was researching. And there's really nothing like it elsewhere to to do that. Like, there's no other Street View equivalent out there on the internet. Um the article also details how frequently her devices tried and failed to connect to Google compared to Amazon and Facebook. So way more than Facebook uh, exceeded Facebook pings by about almost 16,000 by only hours into day one. Oh, I'm but sorry, only that, a little. That, that, was, uh, I, I, that was a clumsy note that I made uh, in drawing that down. Uh, Facebook's, I was shocked. We're only three weeks in, so we don't have the Apple or the Microsoft thing yet. Uh, yeah. So. Facebook only was pinged while trying to drop Facebook 15,880 times over the course of the week. And she says that (laughs) Google exceeded that number of pings by a few hours into the first day of the week. (laughs) Yeah, but only a little more than a third of Amazon over the course of a week. So Amazon and Google actually had somewhat comparable pings, which makes sense because Amazon does have its... AWS services and like the enterprise world heavily relies on that. So I could see why that would be, you know, sort of apples for apples there. But she did note that most of Google's pings seem to be in the form of trackers, ads, and resources built into websites. Again, honing in on that idea that the internet runs on Google. So she noted that if she had stuck with this, she'd have to start paying for a lot of apps and services. Proton Mail is free only up to about 500 megs of storage. So, and Google stuff is also, you know, just so darn good. You know, one of the biggest drawbacks is that Google, so this is uh, directly brought over from her article, a bigger drawback is that Google is really damn good at a lot of the things it does. And I miss those things. For example, DuckDuckGo works for my internet search needs, but isn't quite as spot on as Google search. And yes, it's privacy invasive that Google is mining all our data all the time. But I love that when I get an email about a flight, Gmail automatically tells Google Calendar to pencil it in. Is that worth the trade-off? Millions of us seem seem to think so. And I'm definitely in that camp with cashmere and thinking that like, and I, and I have to say that I think this is something that if you talk to, when I've talked to my friends about this, uh, this was a thing that like we used to talk about when like the Patriot Act was, you know, a very like, like big conversation starter back in the day. But I remember that my friends and I would talk about it and a lot of them would say something akin, like s- friends who were, you know, super privacy and security minded, but they'd be like, well, if it protects us from another, you know, attack, like then absolutely. And I think that it's kind of the same trade-off when we're talking about tech companies and the way we're sort of trading our data for these things. It's like, well, the trade-off is that I get these things. And it's true. I mean, I'm able to run my entire business based off of Google services. I'm able to do my job a lot more quickly because of Google services. Um, I'm able to stay. Google is my personal assistant, right? Mm-hmm. I can't afford a personal assistant. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fancy LA manager. I don't, you know, I am not Meryl Streep. I don't have money for that sort of thing as much as I would love for an intern to but come and work for me for free. you're nearly as versatile. I should say. Uh, yeah. At Kramer versus Kramer though. I don't know <laughs> if I'd ever be able to like cry that much on cue, but well, that, so, that, you know, that's that's early Meryl. That's kind of like judging her 
based on uh, based so, on her Michael Cimino. Movie. But it really showed like what she was gonna. It foreshadowed what Absolutely. she was gonna bring to the world. Uh, it, it got her Sophie's Choice. I'm sorry, we're close to the Oscars. All this is on my mind. I should shut up. You're right. Yeah, that's it's it is Oscar season. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're right to flow. I'm talking. I'm talking to the substantial non-zero percentage of people are saying, Andy, shut up. No, it's okay, Andy. It's because Andy and I share these interests. That's why we get off topic. But it is just to bring that perspective. Google's the reason that a lot of us are able to do these things. And let us think about the society that we live in that relies on us to produce, produce, produce. And when you have a society that relies on us to produce at an especially uh, rapid manner, then you do have to start relying on these things to help get you through. So I do have to rely on a search engine that is extremely accurate to help me like research things for my work because it helps me do my work faster, therefore making my editors happy. Uh, I do have to rely on things like my Gmail pulling in all the relevant information because I still have a thousand unread emails and I'm never going to dismiss them. And that number is going to increase over the entirety of my life for as long as I have my inbox uh, through Google. And so when you start to, that's that's when you start to, that's why there it's an impossibility for people to do this in their life. And that's why I really appreciate the series because Gizmodo is bringing out the, you know, is pointing out the fact that, um, Look, I don't want to be inflammatory, but I'm going to say it, that these are the oligarchs of our time, ladies and gents. Like these, these are the people, these are the companies that are running the back end of our lives. It is no longer just the back end of the internet. Those of us who work on the internet, this is the back end of our lives. Um, I think it's really funny just to share an anecdote that uh, I, you know, have made some new friends and it's very interesting. They they just had a baby and they're very much like we don't use Google Photos. Like we try very hard not to use Google services because of how much they track. And I just think about like, I can't even say that to anybody. Like, what do people think of me? Because like, I'm like, hello, welcome to my house. <laughs> I have 13 microphones uh, leading you directly <laughs> to Google. <laughs> Please say anything. Yeah, you know, and and this is like it's it's just interesting. It's bringing up uh, the world that we have created for ourselves. We've created ourselves a world of convenience, but at what cost? And I think that this is what we have to take into account. That you know, my life, I'm able to keep up with the demands of society as as it wants me to. Not that I'm happy about it, but I live in California. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, seriously, this is because this is when tech has crossed over into our lives. It is no longer just a like, I'm going to go to Fry's and I'm going to like spend some money on this fun hard drive. It's like, hi, I need my life to be simplified. And this is what yeah. I have acquiesced. Yeah, it's I I, I, I really hope that uh, I, I really hope that uh, Gizmodo uh puts her up for some sort of like business writing or just regular writing prizes. Cashmere Hills series is really eye-opening and it's brilliant in the way that all you have to, uh, uh, this could have been just a series of let's take a look at this graph at what percentage of ad traffic is run through and here's how many, what bandwidth of each click is done. Said, so, okay, let's do something simple. Let's let us use a technological tool to make it absolutely impossible to use anything related to Google. 
and how would the internet be different? And this is it's I I always say that uh, with Google it needs to be a you need to remember that it's a transaction that mm-hmm. you're giving something very very valuable to Google, i.e., your personal information. But that's okay if they're giving you something that you consider to be just as valuable or more valuable, and you understand the nature of that transaction. And it's I mean you you raise such a good point. That when you you have to remember that this internet is Google's the dream back from when it was first started and the potential that was seen in the early nineties that it's, it's great because nobody owns the internet this isn't like CompuServe or GENI for God's sakes nobody owns it well Google doesn't own it but they make because making they they have they have found this really wonderful double edged sword where they continue to be irreplaceable uh, in the internet by uh, creating so much infrastructure because the services and the things they give away for free are so damn good there's i was we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago but i'll it's it's still germane that i'm i'm in google docs and i'm writing the show doc and i'm writing about <laughs> like i'm i'm writing about like a notes Not about google. you know google is being a bunch of total bastards and <laughs> Jeez. Docs is saying, "Oh, actually, let me put in the sidebar. Here are other articles about what a bunch of bastards we are that you may not have, you may not, you might <laughs> no. want to like read for more research." It's like we don't care. No, we're we're here you to help you. You can't write this kind of. You can't write this stuff, folks. You can't write this stuff. It just... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I could turn that off, but I'm just still amused as hell uh... about the. See, I, I, again, I, I would if 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 I had like a, a quota of articles I had to write like every single week if I were like being paid that way. It would be like I was. I would definitely write the think piece about <laughs> about you know, and this is how they control human thought by making sure that journalists only see. Instead, I'm like, wow, that's actually a cool feature. I'm free to turn that off or and to select if I don't want to, and that's actually very helpful. It's creepy, <laughs> Google, but also very helpful. So you're definitely doing what you what I've hired you to do to be do creepy things to really enhance my life. And but and the other part, but the other so it's good to have this thing. Okay, what if we have a VPN that turns off Google? Here's how imp- here's how big they are. Make sure you understand the level of the transaction. That if you're not using a Chrome, you think, oh, I'm not using a Chrome browser, uh, and I'm not, and I have an, I have an iPhone. I use like Apple Mail. Well, that doesn't mean that they're not still you're not still using Google. You really can't remove it. It's like you can't remove nitrogen from from the atmosphere unless you're a supervillain or an alien. Uh, not and not just any other alien, uh, but the and so it's it's important to know all this stuff. This is such a valuable series, uh, and but the other thing I have to say is that it's not just Google making good products. It's that Gmail, for all the power that it gives Google to observe our lives, there are people who need a stable email address who can't afford five dollars a month. No, okay. And the, the ability to walk into a public library because you have no job, you have no home, you have no health care, but you would love to have a job, you would love to have a home, a place to stay, and you would love to get health care, you can just simply sign up for a free Google account, a free email address. Uh, <laughs> Google Maps will give you directions to wherever you need to go to get that job or to get uh, to get the get that government care. The search engine will be a really good way to find out. Okay, well, look, I was in the Navy for three years, but that was eighteen years ago. What services uh, can I take advantage of? 
the fact that as beautiful as these high tier phones from Samsung and Apple and Google are, how many people can afford $800 for a phone? And the fact that they give away Android again, it does give you a wonder. It does give them a wonderful spyglass into your day and to your life. But it also gives you the ability to spend one hundred and twenty-five dollars for a really good phone if you want to. And it gives the uh, phone carriers the ability to give away phones because the cost of this phone is not going to be anywhere near the cost uh, of acquisition of a new client over a two-year contract. So it, I, this is why I don't think that I give them a lot of leeway, but I do like to, when I read bad things about Google happening, and that's a teaser for what we're doing after the next commercial, uh, That that's why I feel as though it needs to be plugged into a bigger context. Are they, uh, are they like Facebook where I... <laughs> You know, I continue. I I had this opinion of them ten years ago based on every interaction I've had with people behind the scenes at Facebook, but I couldn't really enunciate it because a lot of these were were personal conversations, often by people who had finally quit because they couldn't take take it anymore. And finally, there's enough stuff that I've seen on the record and people that have said on the record that I can say collectively, Facebook is just a bunch of bastards. <laughs> and they don't they really don't care about delivering value or improving experience or improving lives for anybody. They really just want to suck as much value out of their user base as possible and exploit people as much as they can. I do think Google's uh, Google is a business and they will always do things to make sure they can continue to be a successful and healthy business. However, I do think that they understand the transaction, that their responsibility is to make sure that you're not just a basic text editor in Google Docs. It is a really great standalone text editor if it wants to be with amazing features that are almost magical in nature. And by the way, we just one engineer had this idea that he pitched to us that with not a whole lot because this is a it would be so easy to make this into a collaborative tool so that work groups can work on the same documents and then gosh if we're we got now we got this great work group tool it wouldn't be very difficult to turn this into a classroom tool and now <laughs> schools that don't have enough money to furnish their kids with history books that go beyond the Jimmy Carter administration can have. <laughs> Absolutely state of the art classware, uh, communications, yeah. grading, research, writing, uh, pre presentation software that costs nothing. Yeah. Uh, and that's not, that's something that needs to be part of the conversation. What, so that, that's why I will say that Google might have done a bastard like thing from time to time, but I would never say, gosh, collectively, Google is just a bunch of bastards. Is that, I feel like that. <laughs> so we still have one more ad for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I think we're going to go jump into it now. I think we're going to go jump into it. Now. I think so. There might be more cussing after the, after the ad yeah. too. <clears throat> this episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We've seen a lot in the media lately about online security breaches, so it's only natural to worry about where your data goes, especially when something as simple as sending an email can put your private information at risk. Chances are you're being tracked by social media sites, marketing companies, and possibly even your internet provider. And not only can they record your browsing history, but they can also sell it to people who want to profit from your information. You can take back your privacy with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing 
anonymizing your internet browsing. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. You can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just one click. The easy-to-use apps run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet, and it costs less than $7 a month. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. It even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you ever use public Wi-Fi and want to keep the bad guys away from your data, you need ExpressVPN. Me, I like to use ExpressVPN when I'm researching things that, well, let's say they're a little less than taboo, and sometimes the incognito mode in your browser just isn't enough. That's why I like to use ExpressVPN. You know, I can actually consider it a business expense because sometimes you need to go down rabbit holes that uh, you just don't want people to know you went down. So protect your online activity today by going to expressvpn.com material. If you don't want your online history in the hands of your internet provider or data resellers, ExpressVPN is the answer. By going to expressvpn.com material, you can get three months free with a one-year package. And once again, that's expressvpn.com material for three extra months free with a one-year package. That's a year and three months. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of material and the Relay FM network. I just want everybody to know that Andy entitled this act. <laughs> I think Sundar <laughs> ran over Bloomberg's dog or something because they're pissed. So, uh, which I think is a great way to, I think it's a great way to end off the, the podcast today. Um, because because there, it's been really interesting to just see like all these headlines come out of Bloomberg and it's like, whoa, <laughs> somebody is really doing diligent over there. Um Bad, just bad timing. Let's say yes. It's not, it's not. It's not vengeful. They didn't just get bought out by Apple or anything. It's just bad timing that a bunch of bad it's like, stories. It's like when you part. have a bunch of stuff going on in your life already, and then you just have like this this other party just comes out and is just like talk. It's just telling everybody all this stuff, and you're just like, can you just like give me some space to deal with the other stuff? So anyway, uh, so here's what's going on. So first of all. There's a headline on Bloomberg. Google urged the U.S. to limit protection for activist workers. Now, this was kind of happening uh, late last week. There was a bit of wrestling about this. So there was a story about how Google lobbied the National Labor Relations Board to reverse Obama-era protections that were put in during 2014 that allowed workers to use company email, message lists, et cetera, to organize against management. The finding in this 2014 case prohibits a company from punishing employees for basically using uh employee paid for services to so I was trying to think of the word yeah. services it's, it's, to, it's, to it's perfectly organize. legal to slit the throat of your company using a knife Ouch. that they gave you for the purpose Ouch, of, of, of slicing meat. It's very violent. I think vascular. I think people understand I'm talking metaphorically. I'm yes, sorry. yes, yes. It's just very intense. Uh <laughs> so Okay, I started to suffer dark too. So Google had <laughs> urged the board to un the labor board to undo this precedent uh, in May of 2017 and November of 2018, three weeks after the walkout. And so this was like very bad optics for everything that's going on. Uh, but the thing that we are kind of the thing that we forgot to put in there is the fact that um, it's possible that Google is mostly doing this as a response to a complaint filed against them by a Googler who was disciplined after posting to a company, uh, Google Plus Group, against Google's supposed quote-unquote PC culture. So it wasn't the guy we were talking about last year who's coming out and saying, like, ooh, snowflakes. Uh, it's just... <laughs> 
It's just that the uh, National Relations Labor Board claimed that the employee was entitled to use a Google internal communications resource to share the post. And by disciplining him, Google was running afoul of the purple communication case uh, that was the precedent that was set. So Google is responding. We disciplined him because he was being kind of a jerk. <laughs> Andy. Andy, I could see you had written otherwise, so I'm I'm translating that. Uh, you're being kind of a jerk, and uh, he was worsening the workplace environment, not because he was organizing, a, you know, labor, but why aren't they allowed? What this is why we weren't allowed to control speech on our own. Why aren't we allowed to control speech on our own company platforms? I ran out of steam as I was reading all that. By the way, just to admit to everybody. Yes. I'm sorry. I need to I just, take a breath. So I was, when, when I get incensed, I tend to be a little bit more verbose. Yeah, I noticed. Rather than saying, yeah. both, it, it would be because, you know, Flo knows these stories as well as I do. But, of course, we both need to have, like, numbers and data and, like, quotes. And sometimes I'm really mad. To, I, I, I'm basically pre-writing the blog post or something I'm going to write. But but, but basically, what I'm, basically what I was trying to get at is that... Uh, it was a really incendiary head, headline because the implication was that, oh, isn't that interesting? That while Sundar Pichai was sending statements to say, everybody, Google, all over the world, workers are going to be doing a walkout. Please support them. We, mm-hmm. They're allowed mm-hmm. to protest. And, you know, we're, we're going to have a town hall meeting and we have a friend. Meanwhile, backpage, they're like Tammany Hall and they're saying lobbying. Lobbying their Congress people saying, we need to be able to strike against their, they, they used our Gmail, corporate Gmail accounts and our message lists and our, our internal organizational software to try to strike against us. We, they're going to unionize unless we have a way to stomp on them with a big heavy boot. It was, no, it's what was happening was that again, they were faced, the, the reason they, they, they didn't just do this out of the blue. It was in the context of, uh, the government uh, national labor relations board was essentially saying here is why here here is what you ran afoul of this night this 2014 president that says that employees are definitely allowed to use uh company emails to or to organize against the company uh and google was first saying first of all he wasn't organizing against the company he was being a jerk and he was making like our women and people who are not white men feel as though this was an even worse place to work at than and than a regular uh tech company in san francisco could possibly be and and just like pretty much any company would probably do you if or let's put it this way if you get pulled over and for speeding and and it's a really big enough ticket that you really want to make sure you don't have to pay this ticket or get these points on your license. You might download a guide to beating a speeding ticket, and you might say, "Oh well, how did he get? How did he tag me doing 130 miles an hour in a 45 mile per hour zone? Oh, with a radar gun? Okay, you can't use the the radar gun is inapplicable here because it's a fallible object. It doesn't really work. And since now you can't say that the radar gun is of any use, now you have no case against us. I'll take my hat and go. Thank you very much." They're basically because this is the stick that uh, the uh, NLRB is using to beat Google over the head with this 2014 precedent. Google is saying that well, that wasn't a good that that you shouldn't have made that precedent to begin with. Uh, so it's invalid, and if that's invalid, then you really have no reason to put any more moves on us. Uh, but that said, it would be a bad thing if <laughs> it would be a bad thing if 
all of a sudden uh, it were not possible for uh, employees to use any company resources. I'm not saying that they should be allowed to use the company photocopier to, to like to like make little effigy paper effigies of uh, of management uh, or anything like that, Resist. You know, or make a make a thousand like like little signs and, and pasting them together for your for your little uh, print shop banner. Uh, but it does mean that uh, it's it would be really really bad because like in a company like Google particularly you've got hundreds of thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people it's not like you've got the private personal email addresses of all these people but what you do have is a group list that you're all communicating by just to say hey is anybody else having this problem gee I'm having this problem too like we should walk out maybe. And so if they don't have access to this stuff, you're essentially uh, limiting your employees' ability to uh, collectively act against the company. And that is anti-union. It's not as bad as sending Pinkerman, uh, Pinkerton men to shoot into the crowd. Uh, wasn't 1910 of really, really fun. I'm sorry. I know I did say slit the throats of people and burning people in it you're right i'm sorry it's it's i you know and i had a blueberry scone for lunch yeah what like no, happened no, no vegetable no vegetables no meat just a beautiful like little english pastry but what but what i'm saying is that you, i don't want to see this precedent struck down but in fairness that wasn't the right headline to go to i don't think uh so there's it's uh, true but it is it it was maddening to see after because but again that also goes to show that like every everything has to be reread yeah you have to read everything from start to finish which is why our jobs as journalists really stink because it seems like okay no i got this i can write 500 words on Sometimes this really I don't really easily want to. yeah <laughs> it's like just like just it's just like i'm, I'm gonna be on uh, npr on friday again uh and the oh you have the, a lot of reading to do <laughs> yeah no and but the uh, the what, I, what i'm saying is that the uh, national intelligence briefing happened yesterday which is actually really really valuable because it's the people who are not dumb political appointees political hacks these are people who are like career members of like intelligence and and law enforcement saying what the real threats to america are and it doesn't matter if this isn't if there's no votes to be had on on addressing these problems we're just going to give you the data that we can prove and it's a three hour two and a half hour three hour session uh, and there are some bits about of course technological threats to the country and tonight I have to make sure I watch all two and a half to three hours so I understand all the context to know that did they say this in response to a question or was this uh... – and, that, and that's what the story was about. Like I, I, I don't know about you, Flo, but like I, I start my day skimming headlines and I haven't done mm -hmm. any – because I'm still in bed. Uh, if it's winter, I've got a flask of hot water and I've just poured myself a cup of tea without even leaving bed yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really, and so, oh my God, you know, I could see Google doing that, you know, if they're, because uh, once all these, uh, actually the Gizmodo media group, I think, uh, are kind mm -hmm. of trying to figure out how to organize uh, against uh, ownership and basically to start a, a, a writer's guild sort of uh, union, like once in the tech world, all of these workers unionize and have access to the power of collective bargaining and have the ability to say, you know what? I don't think I'm going to put in uh, another month of 90-hour weeks. I think I'm going to see my children uh, for at least four hours a day. And if you don't want to do that, guess what? There are a lot of there are lots of us mommies and daddies who are sick 
of you not hiring enough people to do a job or setting an arbitrary deadline to satisfy shareholders. Mm -hmm. uh, and gosh, this is why we decided to, to join a union a year ago, because now we can basically say you either address these concerns or there will be no phone this year. <laughs> and that's what has to happen. I think I would personally love for there to just to be like the surprise of this year we decided we're just going to take a break. Yeah. And I would just I would just feel like, oh, my God, oh, I can breathe again. <laughs> like, this is finally the year. Like, I get to, this is the year I get to write my book. Like, I get to finally do I, this can, I can I can buy expensive theater tickets for early September. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. In Andy's case, in my case, it'd be like, finally, I could plan a trip around my birthday because there's no Google I.O. <laughs> no, actually, Google I.O. I think would have to be the one that still has to happen because that's that's a developer thing. But I'm talking about like launching new phones and all that. Like, I would just love to see what the world does if all the tech companies are just like, you know what? We're just going to take a break. We're going to take a vacation. <laughs> and I wonder what everybody would do. Like, <gasps> I mean, shareholders wouldn't be happy, but who cares? No, you're you're right. It it would be amazing if like Tim Cook, like once again had the September uh, September like iPhone event, started it the way that with the same like four or five slides he starts every September. Right, event, like, the catch up. The, uh -huh. the iPhone X, uh, the iPhone XR, and the XS. We are one of our most successful platforms ever, and launched several platform redefining technologies applause 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 <laughs> and we still think they're good enough and there's really no point to upgrading so see you next september keep buying our phones thank you oh and Goodbye. yada yada we've got new colored iphone cases but you can download the pdf for that one I'm pretty sure, though, he's, that... already, he's already got like his surfing jams on and his surfboard. <laughs> I mean, he'd be taking a page from his old friend and colleague. Rest in <laughs> peace, Steve Jobs. But seriously, I would just love for a break. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of break, uh, should we probably wind down yeah let's, let's just we, we promised like a big tap dance uh, from bloomberg so just quick hits. exactly the, the, this quick was hits. The, this was the most interesting ones uh, quick hits is that uh there are activist investors that are drafting a shareholder resolution that are asking the alphabet board to commit to real change regarding gender and racial diversity particularly mm -hmm. on the board of directors and this is not a non-binding sort of thing. This is just something mm -hmm. that there may or may not have to respond to during the shareholders meeting. There was something similar that uh, was drafted last year, and it really went nowhere. I think Sundar basically said, uh, that's lovely. We're totally going to take a look at this. <laughs> uh, and the, and the, other, the other more fun one is that I guess somebody inside Google is – has reason to be upset with Google because uh, they got the they got a hold of a slide deck from 2016 that summarized uh, an internal Google like cost cutting brainstorming session. And I don't think uh, Bloomberg got a hold of the slide deck itself, but whoever had it was reading it to them so that they could jot down pretty much everything that was said in there. Um, after uh, in 2015, when uh, Ruth Porat. Uh, came on board as the new chief financial officer. Uh, her very laudable uh, theme of her regime is fiscal discipline. Jeez. Like like saying, you know, 
You know, you know that three hundred thousand dollars we spent on this one engineer who wanted to find out if marshmallows could carry a Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, we're not asking for that money back, but you're you're not getting the half a million for the second stage of your testing with 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 Twizzlers, that stuff like that. But uh, as part of it, they did, had a brainstorming session on how how can we <laughs> on things that are of course not does not intended to ever ever be public, let not even, of course not shared with employees. Uh, the theme of this, and you have to imagine that there's pizza and bagel sandwiches. In the, around the conference room, uh, let's how we got let's figure out how to reduce employee compensation and benefits and perks. Uh, and so, imagine Googler's response when some of the uh, more colorful bullet points of you know instead of giving holiday gifts to employees, let's just donate to a charity in their name. Yeah, you, you did that. You tried that on your sister once. How well did she take it? Mm-hmm. Um, saying well, for her what her wedding. If, well, let's reduce the annual rate of employee promotions by let's let's promote two percent fewer people next year, uh, which is not good as it as it is. But when they said, and, you know, the beauty of this is that the employees don't know what what the percentage was to begin with, so quote they won't notice unquote. Um, and also, you know, when we accidentally do pro- promote someone, let's not bump their pay as much as we usually do. Uh, and uh, what, uh, one of the really uh, uh, Google managers, uh, project managers have uh, a really good discretionary uh, sort of uh, motivational tool uh, called spot bonuses, where they have the power to simply say, guess what? I'm giving you a $500 bonus because, boy, you really pulled it, pulled it through for us today. And we're and the, apparently the uh, culturally Google seems to think that they're important enough a motivational tool. That they uh, that these managers are emailed remi- uh, reminders from time to time that okay you know that you do have spot bonus money that you could be giving to people and so that in this this brainstorming session well what if we stop reminding managers that they have the power to do this and so yeah so that was bad there was a, t- a, a town hall meeting uh, I think it was already scheduled I could be incorrect uh, on Thursday uh quoting the Bloomberg article here Google confirmed the veracity of the 2016 document although important to say it was never presented to the company's top management uh, Sundar Pichai said Google does not have quotas or quotas on promotions and noted that the rate of promotion at the company has stayed relatively constant in recent years according to another person familiar with the situation uh if that proposal had been presented to him he would have rejected it CEO added and another executive apologized for the memo that's again it doesn't help things it's uh, it's a bad environment i mean the b- before we go i think the the only other thing that is important to mention uh in the bloomberg article uh, about uh the uh, google action to try to limit protection for uh, activist workers uh, they have direct quotes from one of the Google walkout organizers, but noted and identified him, and note, but noted that he's leaving the company soon. Uh, he has a. Uh, they have another qu- uh, quote uh, from other organizers uh, that are, is interesting and valuable. Uh, f- uh, as an official statement, but none of they ask not to be named for fear of retaliation. Right. So it's a tense situation. It's not. It's not all ping pong tables and uh, and nap cubicles and free burritos at Google. Uh, we're basically seeing the signs of stress and a long relationship that's going to need a certain reformatting if it's going to endure the between management and labor. And I really think at this point, union, 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 union.
union. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am, I think it's time for us to, to say goodbye. I'm almost out of seltzer. So yeah, this, this is a good Yes. Time. Yes. Uh, I actually ran out of water a while ago. So that's why I'm like, if I sound <laughs> like I ran out of energy, it's because I did. Uh, I'm not being fueled. Um, Andy, we, I think we, we, we had- We should use some of the ad money to like buy those, those like beer helmets. So that like we're Except constantly water. Being, or clear liquid, let's say, but like seltzer water ooh, or, or one of those camelbacks because they, they, those can hold like three liters. I've actually they're called bladders, which is also like, <laughs> I mean, look, it is a bladder, but it's just so like when you say it, it's again, it's a very violent imagery, <laughs> just like a water bladder in my backpack. Uh, would you like some water from my bladder? All right. <laughs> you know, uh, if if the if the word bladder conjures up like violence maybe you should like drink some cranberry juice or something or if you don't if yes. you see a doctor or something I, I won't go further than that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so we're also doling out tips at the end of every material podcast on what you can do for your body health so next week we'll be talking about what to do uh for the lungs uh hint breathe fresh air and until then andy where can people find you on the internet uh, as usual, if you can spell my last name, uh, Anatko, you can go to anatko.com for my blog. You can go to Anatko, my Twitter feed, uh, and Anatko, I am on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to be on NPR on Friday. Uh, so you go to nprnews.org to either listen to the stream live uh, or they usually have the, the recorded stream up later. And you can also listen to it via podcast. So you'll find out. You'll you'll hear a small sob if after listening to senators and intelligence people talk for three hours about policy, we don't even bring it up. It's like, (laughs) oh, it's studying. I had so many opinions that were really informed. (laughs) That's okay. I know exactly what that's like. Uh, as for me, I'm Florence Ion. You can find me at florenceion.com and on Twitter with that flow. And I just had an article go up this week, an ode to the Chromecast audio at Android Police. So do check that out. I'm very flattered. I, 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 you've told me that I, I make a cameo yes. appearance. Yes. I mentioned you and your uh, iPod hi-fi. Because I, 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 I responded to this information with a animated GIF of Navin Johnson being really excited that his name is in the phone book. It's, mm-hmm. it's this kind of thing, spontaneous publicity, that makes things start to your name in print, that starts to make things happen. Ah, the past. Uh, uh, as for uh, the both of us, if you'd like to support the show, you absolutely can at relay.fm slash material. That is our page at the Relay FM network. And you subscribe to us and become a member. You get like cool goodies and you become a member of the network, which makes you a part of our family. And you support us, which makes us super happy. And then you get access to things like bonus episodes, um, which you know. Andy and I are always talking about doing more yes. of. Well, we'll see what happens in 2019. Hmm. We, uh, we might ask you as a family member to co-sign a car loan. That's also true. Or to help us it's out a, it's, with... It's only happened once, and I'll, I will say that it has not happened since Russell left the show. Mm-hmm. That's true. You that's can extrapolate true. From, from there. Right. Uh, until next week, at this point, thanks, everybody. 